0: word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it
1: means. Today's words of the day are voluble. V-O-L-U-B-L-E. Voluble. An adjective meaning characterized by a ready and continuous flow of words. Uh... A voluble spokesman for the cause. That's an in, that's a example there for you. So characterized by ready and continuous flow of words. So uh, I'm voluble if you if you want, especially mm-hmm. when the
2: mic's
1: on. So I can tell we very both, much so. We both should be. All right, <laughs> Uh Love the chewing in the mic. Thank you. Let's get in there nice and deep, Black. Like. Uh, your word of the day, unofficially brought to you by Urban Dictionary, is crying. Crying. C-R-I-N-E, and being a crybaby 24-7. Oh. So do with that what you will. I think, honestly, well, we'll get to this in a second, but uh, there are certain athletes who are crying all the time. I think that's redundant. That's like saying you're finna go do something. No, you're finna. You're finna go.
3: I hate that word finna.
1: Okay. I mean, you know, (laughs) uh, actually, Doodoo does our intro and outro music not specifically for us, but we get to use it. Snow Xavier gave me a lesson back in high school. Uh, a quick abonics lesson On how and when To use Finna properly So Cause I used to tell him I was finna go do this And finna go do that And he's like That's not how you say it dog That is <laughs> not how you say it And I was like Alright teach me So do he teach you? Yeah he, he taught me Are uh, You ready? Yeah Alright let's finna <laughs> Let's finna kill it <laughs> Let's get on. I'll
4: wait for you yeah, yeah. Yeah, things to do before I die. Oh yeah, I wait for ya. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, 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 things to do before I die. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't wanna rest. Eh? Sure, they wanna kids. Tell eh? early on, eh? I just wanna hit. Eh? Rub up in wrist. Snap me like a pig. One eh? way I'm a model. Catalog of sits, eh? See me rolling Tupac. I'ma get it on my own. Eh? Move away to get me closer to the ocean Seashell, had to get in myself at the house, since a young I've been paying my bills For the longest I don't need you All you niggas sit through Round up motherfuckers, I can wait though. Too much money to be making it, it why? work for myself Like all you niggas aren't eh? Eh? Nigga, you probably can google me eh? to go out, What did you do to me? Eh? wake up like what are you doing today i'ma get fresh to economy eh. i'ma go back to hiatus if these juice won't play this might die might die rp to my bed oh, yeah.
1: Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts. The show for regular Joes by regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth, and my co host joining me in the garage tonight, Brendan Flanagan.
3: Yeah.
1: I was going to ask you, how's it going, Flan?
3: It's all right. It's yeah. Re- recovering.
1: How was spring training? A blur. A blur. It was
3: fun though. Uh, didn't watch much b- much baseball though. Usually you just go there and they're out in the grass and everyone's just damn shame drinking beer. Mm. I met a guy that was handing out uh, coolats, and um, the cool the beer guy used accepting Venmo and I think he was pocketing it. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Shout out to that guy. Hustling
1: every day. He's hustling. I
3: Actually, I wish he didn't do that because otherwise I would have been, been. I probably would have m- remembered more of the night. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that guy made it fun, though.
1: It was a, It's a nice park, huh, Scottsdale? Yeah, it's nice. I went there last year, um, and... No, I didn't go last year. I went there the year before. My bad. No, I did go last year. Um, and it's modeled after AT&T. Like, the, or excuse me, Oracle Park. Um... But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. What do you mean modeled? Like I the shape of it, the shape of the field. Most, of the, I think, most of the spring training fields are are shaped after relative. Because like if you look at uh, Boston's out there in Florida, they have a mock green green monster. I there know, for those. I
3: know for their uh, spring training facilities they use. Um, they have one field that has everything just like at ATT and t or they have the right fi- the right field fences. um is a uh, bricks. It's not bricks, but it's a fence, but it's as high as the fence. As it, in McCovey yeah. Cove. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's just a. It, that's what it is. is It's just a smaller version of where they play at, and it's just to get the players mock ready for playing in that ballpark. You know. Yeah. Uh, I was so talking shit to
3: the bullpen, saying I think I just get rid of Melkon really quick, <laughs> or tell him to throw a strike. Is it Melkon or is it
1: Melanson? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. know. You're so <laughs> not. You're you're so garbage. <laughs> we don't even know how to pronounce your name. All right, we got a good show today. Uh, let's get this started. While you were out in Arizona, did you pay attention to the combine at all? Um, no. Props to you, good sir. Props to you. Had a nice heated little debate with Mateo about uh, why I thought the uh, the combine was stupid, and ultimately we agreed there's certain parts of it that are useful, but for the ma- greater majority, it's at least it's I. think— It's only useful for the coaches and they their behind the scenes interviews, and that's That's it. thank you. That's what I was saying. Um, but yeah, did you note? <laughs> did you like, notice? What, that— what was
3: the last time you saw a player from the combine? Like. Have the oh, best Mateo, 40 Mateo time. was
1: all over the whole George Kittle example. Like that's how Kittle got uh, discovered, and it was such a great thing. And it was just like, okay, man, like, I, I get you, I believe you. So, um, yeah, Kyler Murray measured in at five foot ten, and now all of a sudden, this is how big of a joke, it, or maybe this is just how big of a joke mock drafts are. Todd McShay in his 3.0 version, three of seven that he will come out with um, before the draft. He originally, in in the 2.0 version, he had Kyler Murray going 13th, and all of a sudden, because Kyler Murray measured in at 5'10", and he happened to weigh 207 pounds, boop, he shot him all the way up to number one overall. And it's like, he ain't going to play like that. He ain't going to play at that weight. Yeah. He's not, you know, and it's like, and now there's people that are calling into question uh, the height measurement, and they want him to remeasure himself at the Oklahoma uh, Pro Day. Ridiculous.
3: I mean... I, I, that'd be awesome if you want number one overall to the Card- the Cardinals. I mean, <laughs> Rosen took all stuff, All of the Arizona picks off IG.
1: Yeah, where would but he go though? Who Rosen? Yeah.
3: Um, I could see like a situation where, um, Bruce Arians gets him in Tampa. Mm-hmm. How you can even maybe see a big shocker with a Tennessee just over, um, what's his name Mariota.
1: Mm. Um. That's true. They do not they don't they don't have the best vertical no. uh, passing game out there in Tennessee. But I I think you could probably see uh
3: Buccaneers maybe go after him. I, was like, I was, Buccaneers or um, I don't know from, from what you read now, it sounds like the uh, Raiders are interested in Dwayne Haskins and Murray. Mm
2: hmm.
3: But um yeah, I don't know. So it sounds like Foles are going to Jacksonville, right?
1: Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because I heard, I forget who it was. God, that
3: sucks that the dude's single going down there.
1: It was on the uh, Dan Patrick show, and they were mentioning, I think it was one of his producers was mentioning, why why doesn't Jacksonville trade for Rosen, and that way you have the cheap rookie contract that you can operate around, rather than having to pay... Nick Foles, 20-something million dollars. Probably
3: they, they they see there's been more on tape, which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing for Nick Foles because he's had some pretty shit years.
1: I was going to say, man, Nick Foles or just Nick Foles because he got that one but Super Bowl Rosen stretch. didn't
3: look that great either. It was, Rosen had those classic stat lines where, like, 12 completions and 28. Like, 91, uh, 28.
2: 91 yards, yeah. yeah but he also crap. had
1: a historically awful offensive line yeah. in front of him. So you got to give him, you got to give some credit there to him. He was He was doing the best he could. Um, all right, yesterday was the NFL franchise tag deadline day. Yes, it was. Your 49ers were very busy putting the franchise tag on Robbie Gold. That was a very good one. Very kicker, good kicker, move. Robbie Gold. Good move. Making for, sure that he him. don't go nowhere because you know Chicago is ready to take him back. Well, kicker is probably the, for
3: the Niners it versus like Harbaugh came is the has been the most like consistent And, like, I think they produced the most points for the Niners since Mm -hmm. 2011 every year. Most pro bowlers, too. Well, we've been been carrying the the punter football field goal thing since, like, 05. No, it wasn't Leckler, was it? Yeah, we had Nedney and... um,
1: Oh, Leckler was uh, Oakland, my bad. Yeah, we had... I think the Bay Area is a total. were just punter and kicker. Very special teams heavy. Yeah, crushed it in the special teams department. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, a defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys. This is his second year in a row getting it going to hold out. You think he's gonna hold out? i um, just the last time somebody did that was Le'Veon. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I mean, he's, he's gonna get a ton of money. I think uh Demarcus Sir Demarcus Lawrence here might be a little bit smarter than one Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> um, Frank Clark, defensive end for the Seattle Seahawks, your arch nemesis. Good. You, Frank Clark, that's a huge payday. I think I saw a stat that he was making uh, a little bit over eight hundred thousand dollars last year, and now he's going to be making close to nineteen million this next year coming up. Uh, what what a come up right there for. It was never Clark. that great, like nineteen million. Good. Was he led he? him. He led the team in sacks. I'm like pretty sure. Eight that and a half. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, but still leading your team, man. Like,
3: come on. I guess, but I mean, if you're eight and a half, you're like if you're put, it, if you're on free You're only getting probably ten million back.
1: Mm. wait say that one more time
3: if he was a hit for agency they they let him walk and go for agency and then see test the market and see what his market is then try to like buy him yeah he ain't gonna get 19 million
1: you thinking they could
3: have saved a couple million dollars by, his, by trying to match it, just risking it and seeing you like yeah, okay, they can like match agency put it just baiting him out there just like just like 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 trying like, to hey, see what, what the market do. is for him
1: yeah well I don't know if he was a restricted or an unrestricted free agent I'm not exactly sure um, All right, other players that got it: Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons. Don't even know who that is. Jadavian Clowney, outside linebacker for the Houston Texans. I think they would just call him an edge in this year's draft yeah. because of where he works. Uh, that he's. I'm. I was kind of getting excited when I saw his name pop up on the potential free agent list. I was like, please Pittsburgh, <laughs> go after him. Uh, and then D Ford. Off, or outside linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, famously lined up offside on the yep. uh, in the AFC Championship game. But, but you know uh, what? I don't want that one play to define his career. Very good football player. Yeah. Uh, Flan. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Antonio Brown saga, uh, like I have. I actually called him Antonio Brown. They're not Bryant, so mm. pat on my back. Did you watch his barbershop interview? Oh my god, dude, don't get me started on that. First off, you're surrounded by a bunch of basketball play egocentric basketball players who all have or who are all getting the exposure they want. And you're Anthony
3: Davis who's blind as I control myself and my own business. I am my own business. Okay, that was bro. just <laughs> lies. Yeah. And um <laughs> sure. that's
1: about as much truth to that as LeBron saying he's activated his playoff mode. All I'm saying is that you're a basket. You're surrounded by basketball guys who get the exposure that they want and that you crave, that you so desperately, um, so crave. And it's like you chose football. Uh, Uncle Colin Cowherd said this the other day. Baseball players, you go the baseball route if you want guaranteed money. You go the basketball route if you want superstardom and you know shoe deals and endorsements and all that. That's where you go to basketball. You go play football. You're going to play football because you love it and it's disciplined. You know, and yeah. then you hope that you don't get hurt, and mm-hmm. that you can get cashed out in the meantime. You only get a couple of contracts if you're lucky in football. But um, I mean, I've been saying this entire time that wherever he goes, that he's gonna regret. Uh, you know, that he or he's gonna he's gonna realize and look back that he took his time here for granted because of the situation that he has. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald was at a uh, the MIT sports conference that they have, the sports analytics conference, and uh, Larry Fitz. Basically said what I've been saying this whole time. Larry,
3: what are your thoughts on the Antonio Brown uh, situation? One of your fellow, your fellow wide
4: receivers who approaches things somewhat differently than yourself. <laughs> no, I love AB. I, he's Mr. Big chess is a good friend of mine, um, but I, I don't think he's going about it the right way personally. Um, You know, to be able to play with an all-time quarterback like he's able to play with, I don't think he understands how good he has it. You know, it's... it It could be... It could get tough out there. It could get tough out there.
1: So, I mean, uh, clearly a shot at uh, the Arizona Cardinals and their inability to pair him with a quarterback. Uh, like a he is the
3: quarterback. Most un- He's one of the top underrated receivers of all oh, time. Yeah,
1: he's going to go down. He's a, hall of, a surefire Hall of Famer. And the he's fact that it, his best quarterbacks that he's had, when you think about it, uh, a, a washed-up Kurt Warner a washed up Kurt and washed-up and, and, and washed Carson Palmer. Yeah. And everything else, he's had John Skelton. He's had uh, he had
3: a what? Like how many back? T- how many years in a row, a thousand yards? Drew Stanton. Like I don't. 10 I or don't know than. who
1: else that have has quarterbacked the Arizona Cardinals. While poor Larry Fitz has been out there making them look good. Yeah. You know. And then he did that with a talented Anquan Bolden on the other side too for part of his uh, career. But I just I thought to myself, it's like that's what I've been saying this whole time: is you don't realize that all the stuff that goes around that's around you and how good you have it there. Um, I'm trying to look for the, did you see the Antonio, Brown? but I'm, this just goes into the whole thing that he's been acting out for attention. Did you see that video shout out that he does? No. Um, oh my God. I have to find it where he goes, happy anniversary wedding. Happy anniversary wedding. There's something. Oh my God. And Antonio Brown video is what I'm going to just search on the Twitter machine right here. This is great. A production. Um, Damn, you can get a personalized message from Antonio Brown. Here we go. This is this is a hell of a shout-out.
5: Happy 38th birthday. And I hear it is your second anniversary wedding. I hear you've been working really hard as a defense attorney, and your birthday is here. Happy birthday. We celebrate you today. Hope your birthday is booming.
1: So AD clearly smoking something down in SoCal where he's hanging out. Uh, dude, that was ridiculous. That was like three shout-outs in one. You could get that shout-out from Antonio Brown for $500. Um, and, yeah, I think that started off as a uh, happy birthday, then moved to a, a wedding anniversary. Then it moved to a congratulations pat on the back. You're working very hard as a defensive attorney. And then they, I think they brought it back. And then he brought it back to our birthday. <laughs> the wedding the wedding thing, though. And his second anniversary. High as a kite. Oh, so high. So high. Which might explain why he's so... Well, he's tripping, man. I don't—he's con, he's convinced everybody that he thinks he's a free agent. Uh, the teams that are interested, the Cardinals are no longer interested in trying to get him. Uh, I've heard rumors of the Packers might be a possibility, but they might be kind of withdrawing a little bit. The three teams I've heard that are really, really high on uh, Antonio Brown, no pun intended, are the Oakland Raiders, the Washington R-Words and the Tennessee Titans. And we talked about the Titans and Mariota and how that might help Marcus Mariota. I don't even know if Marcus Mariota could throw it. I
3: think he's already hit a ceiling, honestly. I was going
1: to say, can Mariota even throw it as far as AB can run?
3: It's not just that. I just think Mariota's hit a ceiling already. I don't think
1: he could throw 40 yards. I just don't. I, I, didn't I have think it.
3: he can throw 40 yards. I think it's just a matter of, I think he just hit a ceiling.
1: <laughs> washed.
3: Yeah. I mean, he didn't get any better the last two years,
1: but that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name those teams again, and you tell me if one of those is a better fit than Pittsburgh, Tennessee. So
3: nah. Off the top of your head, off nah.
1: the top of your head. no. Okay, Oakland. Nah, he fi- he might fit the attitude, but no. Washington. Nah, Green Bay. Debatable. With debatable. Arizona. No. Yeah. So anybody that's interested in you and the interest that has uh, apparently been uh, accruing as of late. Is like they're not great fits for you, man. You've talked yourself out of Pittsburgh in the way you've acted. But, yeah, the barbershop thing was ridiculous where he was talking smack about uh, Ben. It's just like, you know, last time I checked, uh, quarterbacks are the highest paid position on the team. They're the leader. They're the one that's touching the ball every single time. They're the one that has the meeting with the head coaches. They're the face of the franchise. They're paid to be the face of the franchise. They're responsible when they are the face of the franchise. So you attacking the quarterback is like, eh. And this isn't me as as a spiteful Steeler fan. I am thankful for all that A. B. has done on you know on the field, um, in in that jersey, uh, in those pads. So it's been I've enjoyed watching him play. Um, I've been a fan of his. But I'm just saying his off the field antics uh, absolutely ridiculous. He's been acting out for attention, trying to get out of this this situation. And I hope he finds somewhere that he's going to feel better, but he will not produce the same that he did uh, in Pittsburgh. So let's switch to this, the. Lakers are thinking of firing Bill Walton or Luke Walton, excuse me. <laughs> Bill Walton. Yeah, it's, it's LeBron's fault,
3: right? LeBron and Magic wouldn't escape. So.
1: It's LeBron, everywhere he goes, he just rips through a path of, of just, I'm going to clear out the front office, the roster, the, c- the coaching staff. I need it all to fit me and, and accommodate me. And while he may have been the greatest basketball player in the world for a while, what did he have to show for it? Three and six in the finals, man three and six in the finals. Is it worth having him come to your organization and topple everything, turn it on its head, topple it apart, and build it to his liking to only have him leave? He got that money in, though. In three years? Oh, I'm sure that the revenue came in for those teams, but look at look at Cleveland the first time after he left. Absolute mess. They fe- Kyrie fell into their lap. They got lucky there. And then Miami, when he left, they're still struggling five years later. Uh, part of that's um, Pat Riley's uh, just resistance to drafting players he'd rather get it all in free agency but um and then you've also got uh cleveland again after he left cleveland's just garbage again because lebron comes in he takes control of these organizations and just turns them on their head and gets what he wants and then he puts together what he needs and then when he skips town he don't give a damn about the rest of it Mm -hmm. is that that fair that's fair and i think that's what's going to happen to the lakers too is you might get you you might get two playoff appearances out of them certainly not this year but you might get two playoff appearances. Is that worth it? Probably not. Embarrassing that Laker brand.
3: <laughs> I think so. It's uh it's it's an interesting situation. LeBron has put himself. He, he he's never been under this kind of microscope before, and I think his some of his flaws are
1: finally showing. Only well, got hurt Dude, The age is really showing. That's the only flaw. I mean, you know. The playoff mode being activated and him throwing the ball off of uh, the backboard or Kuzma shoving him on defense. Oh, my God. I just started laughing when I first saw that video.
3: I think that 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 video might be a little misleading. I don't think Kuzma actually just tried to shove him into the player. No, but
1: it was just, you know, he's just like, all right, there's an open guy. There's somebody who should be out there, and he shoved him. I don't think he even realized that he was shoving LeBron, but the fact that he shoved LeBron was great. I
3: I think it could probably be that. that, I don't know. I didn't watch the play, but. Someone said that that was that was Kuzma's guy.
1: Oh, and they didn't switch, so he threw 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 LeBron out there on the switch. I don't know, something along those lines. Or they thought they were gonna switch and they didn't, so he switched anyway and shoved LeBron out there. Oh, that's a pretty ow. that's a pretty heady play. We're watching the LSU Florida game. Some guy's bleeding from his mouth. Um so yeah, that's a pretty heady play from Kyle Kuzma. All but from what I saw at face value is that was the type of leadership. That LeBron was preaching about, but wasn't demonstrating. Kuzma, you know, and the way it came off was he's he's the one who's holding him accountable defensively. They put pressure in the shooter's face, and he missed. So you know, it, it worked out. Um, but oh my, you know, the, What's your fit? Fa- what's a what's a more? Ooh, took that bow right oh. in the face. Uh, what's a what's a better a sweeter song for you to hear? Is it in, in post game press conferences? Is it sad, LeBron? Sad Kyrie or irritated KD. What's my favorite sound? What's your favorite sad song? Is um, Sad LeBron in the post game conference? Sad LeBron
3: doesn't really say anything. And then he'll like bring up like an injury as an excuse. So. An injury
1: or he'll just he'll preach, but that's what I'm saying. He'll Probably say Kyrie, like, like Kyrie. Kyrie. Sad Kyrie is slowly becoming my favorite, man. There's just something about when he says, We don't need to worry about it, I'm on the team and and granted they beat the Warriors last night. That's good for them, you know. Um the Warriors have just clearly shown you that this is a team. Warriors have
3: also gotten blown out at home by every we want t- every top four team in the East. This year, they ain't trying. Mm, I think if you're that team, you still get up for those teams.
1: We'll still see. We'll see in the playoffs. I think the Warriors are a team that have shown that they really don't care um, about the regular season. They they'll just turn it on in the postseason. We'll see. Yeah. So. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to know, was Sad Kyrie, Sad KD, I mean, Irritated KD or Sad LeBron? Sad LeBron is very quiet. Irritated KD gets snappy, and it's a little, uh, it's like, why are you so sensitive, bro? (laughs) But Sad Kyrie, when he brings it on himself, I don't, you know, I don't need to worry, or the team doesn't need to worry because I'm on the team, and then he turns out blaming these mofos. Oh, dude, it's it's the greatest thing ever. All right, uh, now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Joining us now, friend of the show, recurring guest, really show statistician, Tim Brown. Tim, how's it going? Hi, Tim.
0: Uh, hi, Flynn. Welcome back from the beautiful
1: Arizona desert. Oh, I love
3: Arizona. Arizona's awesome.
1: We know. You tweeted about it. I love Arizona. Twice. Twice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, Twice. I had a very intoxicated <laughs> time.
1: Yeah. Uh, lots of fart videos, huh? No, nah, just, just a lot of just uh, the one, just the one. I bought a, a
3: mimosa tower. I, they, they, these like you know the tower things of beer you can get. Yes, and I'm like, can't you get one of those beer towers? And they're like, uh, it's mimosa hour and now. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> mimosa hour. Next thing you know, they're pouring four balls uh, of champagne in there. I'm like, oh,
1: here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go there
2: for mimosas. <laughs>
3: yeah, seriously.
1: Jeez, 75 bucks later. How much How much orange juice did they pour in there? About, like, nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. All right.
0: Uh, and speaking of, sorry, real fast before I get to my stat. Go ahead. Uh, Jeff and I, our co-worker, Chris, you know Chris. Yes. You know what I'm referring to? He yeah. told me about a place that their mimosas were. A full glass of champagne, and then they used, like, an essence of orange, like, not a liqueur, but it was just, like, orange oil, essentially, that they spritzed it on top. A that little, was their mimosa. Like a,
1: like a droplet? Like, if you go to, cha- like, food coloring, you just, blop, just one little one little dab of orange.
0: <laughs> I think it was, honestly, a spray bottle of <laughs> orange oil. They just
1: go, <laughs> Just enough to where you can legally call it a mimosa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, is Chris, st- is Chris still doing good? Is uh, uh, last I heard, yeah. Okay, that's good. Missing yes, dearly, former co worker, but yes, still great, great co worker. Great co worker. I, I would
0: hire him in any job.
1: He picked on me a lot when I first started working there and then actually befriended me, so that was cool. Much like Tim, and then Could uh, he didn't pick on you. and then he was also what was he a bass player in a, in a punk band? Bass, yeah, basically, guitar, singer.
0: singer, couple, couple, couple of them actually.
1: Free plug mention the band names because I do not remember.
0: Snag was his big one, a uh, Santa Rosa. Actually, a lot of people in this punk scene in Santa Rosa know about that one, Snag, and then the other one was Flesh Gordo.
1: Mm, yes, 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 Flesh Gordo. I do remember that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I remember uh, that getting another, mentioned.
0: Another plug is that one of his songs is about a person who works at the Cozy Cab, I think, uh, by the name of Ducky. The song's called Kill Ducky, even though they're really good friends. And it features the Duck Hunter soundbite on it. This is a very great
1: minute and a half song. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is always... That's one thing about that genre. Flynn, I don't think you venture too much into punk. No. Nah. Uh, songs are no longer than, like, two minutes and ten seconds. Really? That's a long song in the punk world, right? Right, Tim?
0: It really is. I would say, like, 2.30 is, like, you're pushing your limits. Yeah, too.
1: that's, like, stairway <laughs> to heaven for punk songs. Is that songs. the stuff where
3: like, <laughs> they, they had to, like, go, like, into their chest and say I was, like... No, uh, well, no, 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 no.
1: There's different... There's... That's... that's, that's that you're thinking of, like, a uh, death, death metal, metal or, like, screamo. Like, punk is more just, like... What Tim? You think they do it in uh, instead of like doing sixteens, they do 8s? Probably. I was gonna say I it's mean, very, it's I'm very not that fast.
0: Physically inclined, but it's fast paced. It's fast paced, yeah.
1: So I could pl- I could show you a, a punk song. Oh um, well, no, I can't do it on my phone because we're we're talking to Tim. Um, if you
0: if I remember, I will send you a YouTube video of one of of one of Chris's songs. Yeah. And just so you guys can get it, the okay. taste of it.
1: By snag. Yeah, it'll
0: be snag. It'll be a snag one. A it might be good. Kill Ducky. We'll see. It's
1: a good punch. That's a good punk punk uh, band name. All right, let's hear your stat of the day. Stat of the day:
0: Rajon Rondo joined Mark Jackson as the only players in NBA history to record a triple double for five different franchises. Whoa. Whoa. nice! Oh. I and love
1: Rondo. The rare super productive journeyman. Rondo's like my favorite. I am a fan of Rondo. Wait, wait, wait! wait time out! Time guard. out! Time out! Why? Why is he your favorite point guard?
3: Because he's like it's like your your typical point guard. Where he is it's assist first, and point second. Because he can't shoot. No, I don't. It, he literally it was like when he was on the Celtics, it was the first, the only, the first thing on his mind was to get Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, KG the ball. Mm-hmm. And then if he if his shots came around, his shots came around. But it was mostly he was a pure point guard. Where it was assist first, point second.
1: Defense and assists guy. Just yeah. like, yeah, white guys at uh Wise all across the nation can really sympathize with that style of play. I, he's really he was really good. He
0: is the black John
1: Stockton. I was going to say, Tim, why do you love Ray John Rondo? Sorry for throwing
2: that in there, Flan. I had to get that <laughs> Nice.
1: In go, go ahead. Why, yeah, why do you love, uh, aside from calling him the black John Stockton, why do you love Ray John Rondo? He's
0: scrappy, dude. I don't think I've seen a game where he's really quit in a game and he's always doing whatever he can to mess with. Anybody.
1: As petty as it is, I love it. Yeah, and there's no exactly. point. There's really no other point guard. I mean, aside from Steph Curry, obviously, that I would rather have on my playoff roster. Because from what I hear, Rajon Rondo is a film nerd. Like he will break nerd. down film and have have schemed up three different ways to shut you guys down. And Rondo. Yeah, do- I, I, Sorry, go ahead. I don't
2: know,
0: but I haven't heard that. But I would not be surprised. Oh,
1: you hear enough people talk about it. Uh, Paul Pierce speaks very, very. Uh, well of rajon rondo and his abilities kg said it to basically anybody that was on that celtics team um because that's where he was at his best but but he has also gotten some nice words said about him from his time in new orleans but yeah five different franchises a very a very well uh well prepared journeyman that's crazy and not yeah okay Um, (laughs) you're proud of him um has he has he uh do you, okay, conspiracy theory because I'm just thinking he didn't this,
0: Kuzma yet. He hasn't Kuzma yet. I was yet. gonna say totally
1: I'm, I'm thinking of this right now. Is he a seed though from New Orleans? Right. So Rajon Rondo was on the Pelicans last year, and then he comes to the Lakers this year. The whole Pelicans thing happens. Was Rajon Rondo when he came back from his hand injury really just kind of like a planted agent to sabotage the Lakers? Conspiracy I don't theory.
0: Know, but I will say I think Speaking? I sent it to you, but Kuzma got himself traded.
1: Yes, yes, by shoving him.
3: Yeah. Speaking of that stuff, do you know what? I, I watched a video recently of Kobe talking about the uh, 2000 or 2002 Western Conference with Sacramento, uh,
1: the 27 was, free throws in that the fourth. Was 20, or that was 2002, right, Tim?
3: I <laughs> Sure. Like, they like had, like, 27 free throws by the Lakers yeah. in the fourth quarter, and then he's like, yeah, that guy definitely had money on the game,
2: no <laughs> <I> doubt. <laughs> so, there <laughs> you not go. Not that rough. <laughs> yeah, fixing games. Uh,
1: yeah, that was against the Kings, because that was a huge complaint with the Kings. It was in 2000 they beat the Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals. I do not remember who they did it. In 2001 it might have been the Kings, but 0-2 was against the Kings as well, and then that three-peat, that was the end of the three-peat there. Um, but, yeah, we're starting to pick up steam here in uh, – in the NBA playoffs. All right. Uh, Tim, what's up with your boy Clayton Kershaw? I only say your boy because you're a Dodger fan. I heard reports that it's highly unlikely that he is going to miss his opening day start. Highly
0: un—, un- Wait, say that
1: again? I don't remember how I just said that. I heard it's highly.
0: I, it, I think you said it wrong.
1: Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely that he will make his opening day start. How yeah, about that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah
0: that's, that's what it is. I was confused for her. <laughs> Well, more than a hot second because it's a normal day for me, so I've confusion is everywhere. I've been talking for 30 been,
1: minutes. I am lit tired.
0: No, he lit tired. <laughs> I don't know if you already put in the plug, but, you know, the other thing is going to make you more tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm not surprised he's been shut down twice this spring training already. So
1: He's struggling to play catch.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, like we talked about, Dodger fans, whoever, whichever Dodger fan gets, like, actually upset by this, you know, there's always the hard strings to get pulled, but you got to see the riding on the wall. Yeah. I mean, there is reports he's trying to gain velocity, which is cool, I guess. I don't, I don't know, man. It's, I think this power arm... Generations really taking a toll on more than just the young players.
1: Well, I'm what I'm curious to see is, um, and I'm going to turn this and flip this back to the Giants is what happens with Bumgarner, because I think this might mm-hmm. be one of this might be the start of the decline for him. Right, he got rocked in spring training. He threw that ball at the at the dude's head, which I mean, you know, nothing that he did it on purpose. But I just I'm I'm curious to see if there's some slight deterioration. He's been Paul Bunyan for so long for this franchise, and Clayton Kershaw was that to a agree for the Dodgers. At least he was highlighted like that in the media. I don't know if you guys had that sentimental value with him, but uh, these are two big-arm pitchers that's going to be interesting to see how they how they age on the mound. Yeah,
0: and it might, you know, really I think Bumgarner, and I said it to a lot of Giants fans last year, I think that shoulder injury is a lot more severe than they let on and, you know, put out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lingering thing for him. I, I hope he does well. I want to see him do well. It's good for baseball when Good players do well, regardless of what team you may or may not like, and you're biased. But I hope he comes back and has, you know, a sub 3-5 ERA, goes 17-3, 17-4, you know, his back to his older days, just to give some breath of life into that franchise. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, uh,
1: I know. it's We've fallen upon tough times.
0: Yeah, I mean, even with Maven getting rid of for DUI, too, it's just... <sighs> It's rough for you guys, for sure, for the Giants fans
3: out hey, there. We're going for the number one pick next year, number one pick. <laughs>
0: That'd be good. Um, but, yeah, back to Kershaw. I, I just – I don't know if this is going to – well, going this. I don't know how they're going to show on his Hall of Fame resume. I think he's – I don't know about you guys, but I think he's – Probably the best pitcher of our generation that we've
3: seen pitch. Uh, I I completely agree with that. Who? And
0: I, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, Kershaw.
3: Oh, okay. He is. His numbers are, and like for like, eight straight years were absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, and i like I said, that may have been the only eight years that he has. I maybe. There's talk of him going into a bullpen role and everything. I looked something up and. I might repeat it. Sounds, as
3: sounds very down. similar after the three Linscombe years where the nine, the Giants were talking about Linscombe. Well, I've said
1: this before. Most pitchers, especially now the power pitchers, you have probably a six- to eight-year shelf life, and then it's like, what can you do for me after that? And, yeah, I think you bring up a very valid point, Tim, when you say that we could have gone through that eight-year stretch with Kershaw, and now he might have to be re- relegated to a bullpen situation, be a setup guy.
0: Yeah, that could be it. He could, you know, be your. Fourth or fifth starter in a couple seasons, if not this season, that's just who you're throwing in because that's who you have. And uh, with Linsicum, I remember a report coming out that he said that he never iced his arm. Oh, so I think you that's go. kind of a
2: <laughs> well, self-inflicted thing. When you, when you, on that one, get,
1: when you get that high after your starts, you kind of just forget. You know, you're just prone to just kind of, whoops, I forgot to do that, and it's already tomorrow, so let's just go out there and try and warm it up again. I wonder if there's any CBD studies on him. Yeah, right, no, that is all. That is 110 THC. There is no CBD going into that body whatsoever. I promise you that.
0: Maybe a fraction of a percent.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, yeah, the obligated like 0.6 percent that's in it. Um,
2: exactly. Okay.
1: Next up, I want to reference. Um, I I gave you a quick rundown before we before we hit record for this. Uh, but I'm gonna interject this. Did you see Derek Jeter's comments about the Miami Marlins? (laughs) Yes. About how it's not necessary. You can't measure success with wins and losses. He's more concerned about getting people into the ballpark.
0: Well, so from an owner's point of view and from a businessman's point of view, he's not wrong. Although in sports, wins is what's going to get fans in there. Thank you. Thank you. They may not remember the final score, but they'll remember the experience. Is that what he said?
1: He said something about they might not even remember who was playing or the final score, but they'll sure they but they'll remember the experience. And it's like that's that's true. I can tell you that I don't remember who the Giants play when I go to see them or what the score is. I just know if they win or lose, right? Like I, because I don't go to that many Giants games to begin with. And as of late, when I've been going, I've been going as a very reckless adult and um, and enjoying myself pregame before first pitch.
0: I would argue that with us the four or five horsemen of this apocalypse of a podcast that you have going. Um, We go and we are sports fans enough to actually want to see the game. Mm -hmm. I think what he's referring to is a casual fan who they have.
3: uh, It's a social event.
0: Yeah, they have. I can't even I can't even name their opening day starter. Who is it? Do you even know? No
1: idea. And the only reason we've been talking about this team as of recently is because of Victor Victor and Victor Mesa. So, right. And so, but here Victor he Jr. You know, I should did, say,
0: whatever it is, you know, he's going to put, he's putting on the spectacle of this is what you're coming to. You're going to the ballpark, I, you know, I guess it's the little league effect of it. He's just wanting to put on a spectacle and get people in there any way that he can. And it's not going to be the talent of the club at this moment of their existence they're not going to put a winning team out there for at least 4 or 5 years if so, not more
1: and then so uh, as a result don't expect people to come out and see that you're what you're banking on at this point is you have to appeal to what small fan base you have there out in Miami that will come out there and watch a trash product. And then you really have to make and hope that people who vacation in Miami that are fans of other teams, when that team comes to play, that they show up. Because I can tell you personally, one of my favorite things about when the Giants go to play in Miami is I get to see all the Orange out there and you just get to guess if it's with the with the black SF or that ugly colored M. I mean, they've shifted up the colors now, but it's a lot of times where you can see more Giants fans, and the Giants don't even have to be playing that well. You'll see more Giants fans in the stadium than Marlins fans.
0: Yeah, that's and that's been actually for the Marlins a long time. They have had that happen to them for a while now, and I think you know what, from a businessman's standpoint, you're doing what you can to have like here's a section of the stand sponsored by lazy boy all the seats over here at lazy boy it costs a hundred bucks a ticket you get a full catered meal and you're watching the game in a Lazy boy and it's yeah that's a recliner what's get people in there oh, exactly yeah
1: that's amazing and I, so I that's like what that. it's
0: gonna have to be you know the the fans that go to watch the game are going to be in the bleachers because
1: that's the only people that
0: are going to be paying for it and i don't know if you're going to be able to buy a 20 dollar ticket at that stadium anyway but you know, you, you don't have anybody there Well,
1: when you, Well, when you, when you have the capacity to fit 40,000 people or whatever it is, and you're only getting, you know, 5,500 to show up, at some point I'm looking at the ticket vendors and I'm just like, look, ain't nobody showing up for that seat. Let me move down there and sit there. You already got your money, you know. If I promise right. to go buy a Coke, you got to let me down there.
0: Right, well, how about this? Hey, Flan, I'm going to pose this question to you. What is going to get you into a Marlins game in Miami?
3: give me to go to go to one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally. I would go to it like in the Miami stadium. Between it's like a, I'm between. like i In September in Miami, what's gonna get you to
1: choose a ball game over anything else in Miami? The beach, the clubs, the bar, the pools, the women. There's. Well, I mean, if they're, they're,
3: if there's like a one o'clock. I mean, I mean, it depends. If, if my Giants are in town, I'll go to the game, but I'd That's probably stay That's what I'm away. saying
1: is that they have to bank on out of town fans coming with the out of town team. It's not like you see like oh the Marlins are playing the Braves. I'm gonna go. It watch would take that game. somebody to
3: get paying like giving me free beer.
1: It'd have to be a all the time,
3: or like or exactly. or like getting like somebody has tickets to go to the Clevelander in left field yeah. and watch it there or something like that. I'm
1: sure there's people out there that will that will stop by like the casual or not even a casual like a hardcore baseball fan that's just like you know what hey I I can go see the Marlins and the Braves play. Okay, I'll compartmentalize that as I get to go see a really good Braves team play against. You know the Marlins, whatever. But um, I don't. Yeah, like Tim. Tim brings up a very valid point. I just don't know very many people that would turn down. You know, that would take the chance. The Heat, when they even had a good product, there were still people showing up to that in the in the, in the to those games in the second quarter. The University yeah. of Miami. Tim can vouch for this. Wherever they do their pregame and tailgates, that stadium does not get filled up until mm-hmm. after the first quarter. Miamians are just notoriously late for things.
3: I'm not gonna lie. There's a good tailgate pregame. I'm not showing up for that in the third, first quarter. I was
2: gonna
0: say the third.
3: Jesus, uh, maybe, maybe I don't even make it. Uh,
0: better hope the gates are still open. <laughs> oh, come on, man! You gotta do your halftime nap.
1: <laughs> yeah, puke and rally.
0: <laughs> right. But so, but option. this circling back to my point, that's what Derek Jeter is referring to. Is that he needs to put on a spectacle for that stadium to get any sort of revenue going forward. And so it's not. They may not remember the score or whatever, but he needs to put. He an needs
3: to turn into a AAA team where they start putting uh, shooting a man out of a can at post game or something like that. <laughs> into a huge I've, always net. Wanted
0: to, I've always wanted to bring this up, and maybe you guys could help me with it for this idea. What if you took? You would have to have a separate league for it, right? But if you had a second tier MLB league where it wasn't the minor leagues, and so it didn't go towards any minor league
1: pros, the prospects like the Crushers. It, so like the AAF of, of baseball.
0: Well, no, it'd be the Premier League number two, or it'd be the EPL. Okay. Or not the EPL, it'd be whatever. But I know what you're the saying. The worst five teams, or the worst team in each division, gets replaced by the best team of each division in this other league. Like, there's a relegation that has to happen in baseball, I feel.
1: I agree. I think it has to happen with most, most mainstream sports, to be completely honest. There's just...
0: The, They're putting
1: shit product out there. The reward—the the the funny thing is, is, like, why would you—what I would do, and I would reframe drafting this way, is across all North American sports, they always give the draft pick to the worst team, and then that becomes strategy, is let's be the worst team so we can get the better draft pick. I think—and just total hot takes here—give the first overall draft pick— to the teams that miss out on the that that just barely miss out on the playoffs because they're clearly the team that's one piece away from getting it together. Why are we rewarding the Phoenix Suns? Why are we rewarding the Atlanta Hawks? why are we rewarding insert another the chicago bulls right now that the abomination they are with with the talented pieces when they've shown that they're inept at being able to to do stuff you know obviously i've i've gone heavy nba with this example but um, i just think in general the first overall pick should be the teams that miss out on the playoffs just barely and then the teams that are shit can get put behind can get put behind them and then you get the playoff teams behind the the complete shit teams you know
0: yeah that i i agree with you to an extent the the hard thing when you're going NBA heavy is that, you, for the longest time, and I don't know if it's still going to be like this, but the Western Conference was so dominant that anybody in the Eastern Conference that's you know barely missing on the playoffs with a losing record overall, so how do you reward that? That's true. So, but to your point, I agree with you. You know, put, give. I'm trying to think of a good NFL team. Right
1: a winning now. record stipulation. Then you have to be 500 or better and miss out on the playoffs, and we'll give you the first overall draft pick because you were clearly just one one piece away. <sighs>
0: Right, like the Texans. We give the Texans the first round pick for next season.
1: Yes, I, I agree with that. I like that. Yeah, it. We've, yeah ju- I, we've just I fixed like the draft it. for all North American sports. Either
0: that, and the one thing that I will say that the NFL has done that I heard about that I think baseball really needs to take note of is that they have, I can't remember what it is, but I think you have to spend 91% of your um, salary cap. Salary cap right is that what it is or
1: whatever you're spending yeah your revenue a- available available funds you
0: have to spend 91% on
1: the players and i think baseball really needs to take a
0: hard look at that and get that
1: to happen yeah
0: cuz i mean there's some awful awful contracts i mean Bryce Harper almost got the but he didn't take it but
1: yeah well the, there's uh, there's also there's also um you got to look at a team like Oakland who's done a who's historically done a good job of not having a very high payroll and still being very competitive on the field they
3: yeah, go through it, stretches. They are like three years of being good than a two-year just to get the farm system back. That's bound
1: to happen. It's bound to happen. Yeah. because, And that's Oakland's problem because they develop those guys and then trade them off when they should be utilizing them more because they don't want to pay them. That's the thing.
0: But they need to pay them. That's what I'm saying is that you make, you know. You have more fans, fans too.
2: too.
1: Yeah. You
0: money. You'll get more fans. You'll get a better product on the field day after day. I will say Oakland fans are notoriously always good. I've never been to a bad... I've never been to an Oakland A's game where they actually had opposing fans outnumber them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The A's fans show up for whatever product they're going to throw out there. But it's funny that you mentioned spending money to get money because that brings me to the next thing. Uh, Bryce Harper recently broke LeBron James' uh, jersey record. Uh, It sold out absolutely everywhere. Um, and I think it just goes to prove to your point that if you can get a superstar like player or you spend money on, on players that are going to bring excitement to the franchise, look at how much money, cause you, the Phillies are getting a piece of that Jersey revenue. Are they not? Absolutely. Exactly. So it's like, okay, by all means, buy his Jersey, buy ticket. The season ticket sales went up a hundred thousand. Like, or, you know, $100,000 yeah. $100, in, in season tickets just like that, super quick. I forget the actual stat I used. 100000 something with season tickets, though. You get my point. Is so $100, that
0: $100,000 were spent in season tickets yes. the day after he signed. Yes. Or you a, get, within 24
2: hours after he signed.
1: And you saying. can't tell me that Machado didn't garner, maybe not the same type of reaction in San Diego because it really ain't the type of sports market that Philadelphia is, but I guarantee San Diego got a little bump in some season ticket there. I guarantee that Padre fans that are there already went and bought a Machado jersey.
0: Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's another point that you bring up is that any city in the United States can be a sports city if they pay the money. If their owners are willing to spend the money on a superstar player, they will be a sports city. And look well, at
2: Milwaukee for God's it's sake. It's
1: also it's also <laughs> location based, right? Well, Milwaukee, the Bucks would be the anomaly here in this example that I'm going to use. But like Machado going down to San Diego, heavy Latin population down there. It makes sense to st- to sign the star Latin player. What kind of what kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit was. Um, I think it was the Phillies GM publicly came out and said, yeah, we knew Harper might've not necessarily been the best statistical player, but we knew he was the player that was going to generate more hype than Machado. So we signed him. And I was just like, well, that's interesting. That's truly a business decision. Um, I would vote, I would elect for the better player, but I guess, you know, you could argue that both of them have their flaws. So, and we have, but
0: yeah, I, I in those two, I'd rather have Machado too, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, I just think it's hilarious how Tim and these owners are for sports. And then this guy signs and you see what happens. And it's just, oh, well, 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 I guess we could have had that. Yeah, look at what happened Look at what
1: happened to the Warriors. How much did those guys buy them for? They bought them for a hundred or like some hundred million dollars. And now they're worth close to a three billion or something like that. Some stupid asinine number that the Warriors are. And that's taking some spending because they're over the luxury tax right now.
0: Yeah. So. Look at the Dodgers. Yeah. Once uh, I don't even know the other owners in there, but once the group with Magic Johnson took over, they bought them for a billion, and their spending's off the charts. But they're bringing in fans, and they're bringing in, you know, they're bringing in talent.
1: The Yankees have always been that way too. It's a way to build your brand and to have people, the casual fan, buy into your brand. So I agree with that. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Not a problem. All right. Uh, any parting shots or anything you want to say before we bid you adieu until uh, Sunday? Uh, I got my days, days right this time.
0: Oh, good job. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to Patrick Beverly for his post game oh, interview.
1: That was amazing. I applaud him. Yeah. Really taking yeah. it to LeBron, too. What is he? Six foot? He's listed at 6'1. He's taking on six foot eight LeBron. Yeah. I don't
0: care. I love um, it. It's it
1: great. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tim. We will talk to thank you, you guys. again. All in, right, Tim. In a little bit. Bye, Flan. I'm happy you're back. <laughs> thank you. I am, too. All right. Thanks, Tim. I'm chopped liver. Well, kind of. Okay. Thank you. There are winners.
5: I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. <laughs> wow, winning.
1: And there are losers. Loser, loser, uh, loser, uh, loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the Cohort Sports Report. Uh, Flan, I'm going to start off by this. Uh, Sydney LaRue, do you know who she is?
3: Uh, yeah, she's a soccer player.
1: Yes, member of the women's national team. Um, she is playing soccer. She's starting the season right now, five and a half months pregnant. Wow. She posted a picture of herself on the field during doing drills, uh, getting ready for another season with the uh, Orlando Pride in the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL. And uh, she's five and a half months pregnant. She's out there warming up. Does not – she DGAF, okay? So she's about it. And all I can say is that's a giant winner because she is out there Playing with another human. What happens like somebody bumps into the belly? I'm sure that she's gonna have to stop here in, in another couple of weeks. She's probably just participating in the training camp. I don't think she's actually gonna play soccer pregnant that pregnant. That'd be ridiculous. Because she's yeah she's literally uh, half a month two weeks away from entering the final trimester, or no, that's seven eight nine. I take it back. She's still got a month. She's still got a month and a half before she starts her final trimester. I don't know if she should still be playing, but it was pretty badass to see her post that picture for very training. very cool staying in shape. All right. Next up on the winners losers list, you tell me if they're a winner or loser. Kansas has had their regular uh, win, season. Win. this is a win. Okay. It's, I mean, it's a win, but I know what you're talking about. Just, Kansas yeah. has had their regular season Big 12 championship streak snapped at 14 years. Uh, and you're saying it's a win. Was it a win for everybody else in the Big 12?
3: No, I think that's an awesome record. I mean, in the, in a major conference like that, to win it twice. But four, it it got 14 snapped. Yeah, it got snapped. Yeah, I got snapped. But last time, I think that what I saw a picture the last time that they didn't win was when LeBron was a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I saw that picture
1: too. I'm gonna pull it up real quick because uh, yes, okay. So last time Kansas did not win the Big Twelve regular season title. LeBron James was a rookie. The uh, aforementioned uh, then named Florida Marlins won the World Series. Uh, UConn men and women both won the national championship in college basketball. And then Nick Saban won his first national championship with LSU. Whoa! Hello. Way back in the time machine. 2003, what a time. So, yeah, 14-season-long streak. That's over. So you're saying that's a win for having the streak. But I mean I feel like ultimately it's an L because they didn't win the regular sure, yeah, season. Sure, I can title. see that because I can yeah. see both ways. But do you think they got a chance in the Big Twelve tournament? The way they've been playing this year?
3: I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah. All I've seen I have never seen the unfortunate part with Kansas is every time I saw them on Sports Center this year, it was because they were losing a game. Oof. I didn't see them winning. Did they start out and, top five? They they always start off very well ranked in the uh at the start of the year. I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see if they have the record. Um Okay, USA Today with the giant ad, giant ad. Oh, Kansas, twenty-two and eight has now gone three and eight in true road games this season. Oh my goodness! All right, they're tied. Oh, Texas Tech and Kansas State are tied atop the Big Twelve standings at thirteen and four. Okay. Um, next up, we're gonna update you on the Champions League. Ooh. Yeah. Champions League results because there was a huge upset yesterday. Um it was Ajax, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Ajax beat Real Madrid and advance on aggregate three to five or five to three. Ooh. So huge upset there. You miss Cristiano now. Yeah. Real Madrid uh out of the Champions League. You heard that correctly. Somewhere Cristiano Ronaldo's just smirking right now. So uh, today we have, yeah, Ajax is uh, moving on. Tottenham beat Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund. They're advancing 4-0 on aggregate. Uh, Porto beat Roma 3-1. They're advancing 4-3 on agger- aggregate. No one cares. And then <laughs> Man United, uh, Man U, Manchester United. Why did I say it was so weird? Manchester United played PSG uh won three to one and that is actually tied three to three. But I think uh Man U is gonna advance uh because they scored more away goals. It's a weird how that, yes. that works. Yes. Yeah. And then next Tuesday, Wednesday you have Man City playing Schalke 04, uh, and then Juventus playing Atletico Madrid, uh, Bayern Munich playing Liverpool and Barcelona playing against Olympic Lyon. So I think you've been just the team that uh, Cristiano went to mm-hmm. it's a team I rock with on FIFA. I did before. I was back in the Paul Pogba days, too, back when uh, it was a— He had some
3: play. insane goals back in those days. With, with Juventus? Yeah. yeah. That was a
1: sick FIFA lineup, too, because you'd get um, Buffon. Um, I'm always Barcelona. Uh, so you'd get Buffon in goal, and then you'd have Chiellini, and um, I'm blanking on who, who else would be on that defensive line, and then you'd have um, the Italian Pirlo, Andre Pirlo, in midfield, and then you'd have Pogba up on front attacking. Yeah. <laughs> Filthy. They covered on all three levels of the of the pitch there. All right, so um, yeah, certain. I mean, some winners there. You're a loser if you're a Real Madrid fan because uh, you you lost that one. Really missing Cristiano. All right, next up, this is right up your alley, Flan. Larry Bear has decided to step down or step away, I should say, a step away as CEO of the San Francisco Giants. Is he coming back? You think?
3: Uh, yeah, he's coming back.
1: How long until he comes back?
3: Uh, I think he'll be back probably, mm, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised there's been more. I saw an interesting tweet that, that said, no, I think it was Low Colton that said it, that he, he said, don't expect much backlash from a lot of the journalists in the Bay Area because he's like in bed with all those journalism, mm-hmm. journalists.
1: And it'll be the national media that has its way with
3: him? If anything, it'll be the national media, but the Bay Area, I mean, none of them really went off on him.
1: It's such a bad look, man. But but it's it's a
3: bad look, but like anything, any like domestic violence, the Niners that came up. Yeah. Um, what was, what's that chick that's the writes for the Chronicle?
1: Um, do not know that chick from the Chronicle.
3: Sorry. There's a chick that, there's a girl that writes for the Chronicle or lady, a woman that works, that writes for the Chronicle and she's very, very well known, but, um, renowned. I didn't see anything she wrote that was anything like calling for him to resign or anything like that.
1: It's just, but I I mean, a player, man, they'd be all singing a different tune.
3: I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just it's, it was interesting when I saw that tweet about how in bed the Bay Area journalists are. He's like, don't expect any like crazy outroar from them. Yeah. And he was right.
1: All right. Um, which is just kind of a, not a shame, but it's just, you know, he's ripping a phone out of her hand and she falls out of the chair and he kind of stands over in a way and then walks away and you see another video clip of him just being like, come on, get your ass up. And it's like, whoa, you can't be that insensitive when you're caught in public doing the act that you were just doing, you know? um so i'm gonna mark that down as an l is that Mm. is that a winner or loser that's a
3: big l big
1: l hold that l larry bear all right next up on the winners losers list uh i'm just gonna say winner i don't know because you don't follow much hockey and i don't really pay attention until playoff time so i got a nice little history lesson when unfortunately a four-time stanley cup winner hall of famer ted lindsey passed away on i believe it was monday Uh, i played just over a thousand games, so 1600 or 1068 games had 397 goals, 472 assists um, yeah in yeah, nine time all-star. He played back in the NHL when there was only six teams. So Ooh. yeah, had a bunch of cuts on his face because that was back in the day before they had the the proper helmets and protection. They just were actually skating without helmets. They were just that's like that you think hockey's crazy now because they're skating around on swords. Slicing and dicing around each other. Knives. Now go out there and do it. Yeah, right. Little knives, and not real, not not katanas. Just, just little knives. Go out there and imagine doing it without a helmet on. Nothing to protect your face. Nothing to protect your throat. And the goalies were like that too. They were just getting shot at until oh, until somebody decided to put on the Jason mask. Or I guess it wasn't it wasn't really the Jason mask. It was the hockey mask first, and then Jason kind of popularized it. Huh.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay myself there. <laughs> All right. Uh next up on the winners losers list, Sid the Kid Crosby has officially reached twelve thousand or twelve thousand, geez, can't read. Twelve hundred career points. Flan, is Sidney Crosby the most recognizable hockey name to you?
3: Uh yeah, that Novetchkin.
1: Okay. I was gonna say what would be the other name that would catch your attention there? Vegkin maybe Thornton. Ooh, okay. Uh Brett Burns Marlowe. Patty Marlowe. Okay. Brett Burns? No. Oh okay. Canner or like Evina, no, um, Evander Kane, Evander Kane. Okay, there you go. Yep, because he's not, we don't see color with Evander Kane, we only see green because he got paid a boatload he's of money. black.
3: Yeah, oh, I didn't know.
1: Yeah, you did because no, I, I made that know. giant mistake talking with Luca <laughs> during that interview one time. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, I just remember Luca just caught color. me dead. Co- that's what we're that's what I was saying is I don't remember because I don't see color, all I see is green because I paid him a bunch of money. Uh, but yeah, Luca. I just see airport. a per. I see a human being. Uh, you just see black and teal. That's what you see. Sharks yes, colors. Yes, yes, Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who. That. My favorite. One of my favorite hockey names right now is uh, Tarasenko. That's a good one. Uh, last time I checked, he was on the Blues. I'm not sure if he's still there. Have to have to get up to date on my hockey knowledge for uh for the playoffs. And then another one is another shark, Tomash Hurdle. Like just a great name. I heard that one. Yeah. I have no idea where what country he's from, but. He spells it T-O-M-A-S, and you pronounce it Tomash. <laughs> Hertel. So good, good name there. All right. Uh, next up on the winners losers list, Dwayne Wade did a jersey sh- uh, jer- jersey swap, jersey swap with a rookie from the um, Atlanta Hawks, and I'm trying to remember the kid's name. Kevin Huer- <coughs> Huerder. Is that is that the is that the right word to pronounce that? H-U-E-R. T-E-R, Horder, Kevin Hoarder, uh, he was not expecting the jersey exchange, but somebody tipped off D-Wade before the game that, hey, this uh, Hawks rookie, Kevin Horder was a huge fan of you growing up, always wore your shoes when he played, and you're the reason he wears number three. So after the postgame between uh, the Heat and the Hawks, Dwayne Wade walked over, dapped him up, and told him he wanted to swap jerseys with him. And the video is pretty dope because uh, it kind of catches Hoarder off guard. Like, very off guard. This pasty ginger who is somehow playing in the NBA. Well, I shouldn't. Uh, that discredits him. Uh, this pasty ginger who's who's playing his first year in the NBA, not somehow. He's deserving to be there, is now swapping jerseys with his icon. Or I mean, his icon, his idol. Um, and that's a pretty iconic moment for him, you know? Like, I don't know if it's going to, unless you win an actual championship, because right now you're playing for the Hawks. So that might be the best. That might be the best moment you've had all nice. season. The Jersey Schwab, uh, Schwab, I keep saying it. Very cool, with Dwayne Wade. W. All right, next up, winners losers. I'm just gonna say this. I think it should be a giant L. Uh, did you see this? That Johnny Manziel's wife, apparently ran a record time at uh, a a half a didn't half Didn't Cheated on him? No, she didn't cheat on him. No. Oh. Yeah. So there's a story out there that Johnny Manziel's wife insisted she ran a world record half marathon time with her best friend, who's an Instagram model. But it turns out that she most likely um, just didn't didn't realize that she had to do a certain part of the course twice because the way it was it was kind of the way they broke down is she was jogging at a 12 mile 12, 12 minute mile pace at the start of the of the half marathon. And then by the end of it, with the time that she reported and crossed the finish line, they did the math and realized that she would have had to run the last seven miles of that race on a four-minute mile pace. <laughs> so never she's, know. she's either... yeah. The human she, being
3: w- the minor, incredible thing She
1: was either... Uh, yeah. <laughs> she said her half marathon time was an hour and 58 minutes and 22 seconds. Let's see. Let's scroll down and see. Uh... The median female participant was 32 years old and finished at 2 hours and 9 minutes. So her finish puts her faster than 73% of female runners. And within the thir- first third... Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so I don't discredit that she partook in this, but uh, absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. And the theory is that there was a giant circle that she had to run twice, and she just ran it, they just ran it once. They just, because there was a post for a mile six and a mile 11 and they probably got confused because they're Instagram influencers (laughs) and they were just doing this for whatever God knows cause. Uh, but yeah, so Johnny Manziel's not allowed to play in Canada. Certainly not going to get very many looks in America. And now his wife is out there just cheating in marathons. Oh, too bad. So giant hold that L right there. All right, Flan, that'll do it for winners and losers. You ready for pop culture update? Yes.
0: Are you, are, you, are you stupid? It
2: just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter.
1: It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. but we're still going It talk about It anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. just uh, does would you like to? I'm gonna kick over. I'm gonna deflect you because you love pop culture updates. So tell us what you got for the pop culture update. I got one. No, oh actually, wait. I have. Start with the first one. It's very predictable. With one with thing, Sir it's a game, game of Thrones. Oh my god!
3: And they teased a battle that's been in the making for about eight years now. No, actually, nine years now. Nine years. Has been te- they've been teasing this battle that's going to be going down episode three of this coming season. So it's the. Uh, it's the NFL draft weekend. That <laughs> weekend, <I> will, that <laughs> huge weekend. We are, we are gonna have some problems when this show is being. Rec- bro, you gotta bum my.
1: Just hold it. Just hold the thing in place. There you go. You're doing a great right. job. Stay composed.
3: Um. Yeah, we have some problems when Game of Thrones comes on in this show. This is some big problems because.
1: What time do Game of Thrones shows air? Nine. Nine. Okay.
3: Actually six, because I had the HBO guys. So I had the East Coast time, so six. So you can watch. But I have part? watch parties. I don't know that the time those start. And they're an, they're an hour.
1: They're I know. They're,
3: they're, these, these, everyone is two hours this time.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, so you know what that means. We're probably... I'm wrong. not going
3: to be here on Sundays. No, no,
1: no, no, because I have some news to share. At the oh, end of I have this my own episode, life to live, Jeff. I can, I I can do whatever I want in my have life. Some, I have some news to share at the end of this episode, but all I'm saying is that uh, we can find a way to restructure the weekend show to make sure that it works. It might turn into, Game a, of
3: Thrones s- might turn into a
1: Sunday morning thing.
3: I love Game of Thrones.
1: A little Sunday morning brunch and uh, podcast? Ugh. Yeah, dude, get a couple of mimosas in uh, you and then see the hot Lord, takes come flying out. A have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Game of Thrones, you're all excited about it. When does it actually start, Aaron? April 14th, and I'll
3: be, yeah, I'll be at Coachella that night. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna miss
1: the first episode. No, but no, it won't be. I, w- I won't
3: miss it. I just probably won't understand what the hell's going on. You won't see your watch party. You won't be able to check I'll be Twitter. i seeing like three or four screens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do. That. Oh god. All
1: right. Um. And then yeah, you're gonna have to catch up. But luckily, that's not the battle scene, right? I heard that battle scene took uh like a week to film, like. It took so long. It took
3: 11 weeks to film.
1: 11 weeks to film the battle scene? Just the battle scene?
3: Before that, the longest recorded battle was in the second movie, The Two Towers, with Helms Deep. And this one's supposed to be more than that. And if you've watched The Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, that battle scene probably, in all, is probably about 55 minutes. And this one's supposed to be about an hour and ten. Of just battling? Just, Just just people getting killed and fucking everything. <laughs> uh,
1: F mom. Um, so that's crazy. I am the- so
3: excited. That's what, I've been waiting for this uh, stupid battle for like eight years. The now. Giant,
1: what is it? All the kingdoms are coming to battle each other.
3: Well, you don't. You gotta, you gotta watch the show. But I'm not gonna watch the show. You can just it's tell me. It's the living versus the dead. Oh, the so White Walkers zombie, and stuff like that. Some zombie stuff, yeah. Some
1: zombie stuff. Is the dragon that was killed by the zombies gonna come oh, back? Oh yeah, it's Big, back. big
3: dragon fight too. And
1: they're oh, because they probably took the dead dragon and made it their own. Yeah, own zombie and then dragon. Zombie
3: dragon versus two real dragons. So it sounds
1: like I don't even need to watch this season. I could just tell you what's gonna happen based off some very general, vague. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, if
3: you just like action, I just watch the episode just for the action part of it. It has mean, Noz- nothing, nothing to do with the titties that are in every episode. No, they they they've cut back on this on the sex and titties in the last three Good, seasons. because a
1: lot of the sex was based off of incest, I heard. so, Just like within the storyline. It's not like they had actually There was relative. a
3: family that was very into the whole incest thing. Incest, that was kind of weird. True.
1: Protect the bloodline, even though no, it they're still, actually... They're still around. It so. makes them weaker. All their uh, kids died, though. Hemophilia.
3: Yeah, that's why. It's because they... <laughs> no, they like... They all, well, I don't know. One was crazy. Another one killed himself. The other one got murdered.
1: Uh, I can only imagine the psychological pain that comes from knowing that your dad boned your cousin, and that's how... Your first cousin, too. Not even like your third Uh, or fourth one. Not really cousin. Make it more like the sister. Whoa! My goodness. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, So, yeah. Game of Thrones. Heating up. Uh, Flan, did you see this on social media the other day? Uh, It became popular overnight. I saw it out of nowhere. How many pairs of Vans do you own? Uh, I own one pair. Have you tried the Vans Challenge? I have,
3: and it works. It works.
1: It works. I also saw a variation of the Vans Challenge called the Crocs Challenge, although I've only seen two videos of that on on Twitter today, and Crocs do the same thing. What is it about the shoes? Have you heard anything about this, or is it just the fact that the shoes are weighted on the bottom so they always happen to... I think yeah, it's probably it. Thank you, thank <laughs> you for that amazing analysis. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's literally that's usually how things fall over on
3: that one side.
1: <laughs> I saw um, I saw people posting videos of it not working, and my first thought was, up oh, your shoes are defective, burn them, <laughs> just get rid of them. They're they're broken. They're past their life. Um, all right, next up on the pop culture update, did you see the R. Kelly interview? No. Absolutely. We are in the middle of, I forget what R. Kelly's thing was called, Surviving R. Kelly, is that what it was called? Um, and then there's been uh, Beyond Neverland and Abducted in Plain Sight, and just the way the child predators, man, allegedly, uh, in certain instances, although we know others were actual child predators, the way they just attack families and then the the children is, like, so despicable. And R. Kelly freaking out when Oprah's friend Gail starts asking, her, asking him questions about, you know, did you do it? Why there's people speaking out on this? Like, can you explain what went on in the documentary? And all R. Kelly does is raise his voice and not his argument. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you might be guilty. You might be oh, showing some indirect signs of... Like,
3: they, do, they did a Coachella interview about a year ago, that, and then uh, I forget who it was, but some artist went on there and basically just went off on R. Kelly saying how hey, he's a pedophile and all this stuff like, on, like, a
1: live Coachella feed. <sighs> well, you know, good on that artist, but it's just like, man, you know... Um, it brought some good comedy. Like, I love Dave Chappelle's skit where it's, I'm going to piss on you.
2: Yeah. But
1: um, it's just, other than that, it's just so wrong that so many people enabled that to happen. And I don't care what level of stardom you have. Like, that's just, it's completely unacceptable. And you should be able to differentiate between between right and wrong in that instance. Um, and then to have him freak out uh, on Gayle like that in the interview. And there's just so many screenshots I've seen of the interview and whatnot. And it just, it looks, it's a, it's a terrible look for R. Kelly. Uh, just another another L that he's gonna have to hold on to <laughs> um, did you see this I don't want to end the pop culture update on a melancholy um, update but I mean we, we just might unless I actually go and find something else to throw in there did that's good enough did you I hear got a got pump to get to did you hear about Alex Trebek no all right I'm gonna play this for you
5: I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my long-time policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, This week, I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Now, normally, the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm gonna fight this, and I'm gonna keep working, and with the love and support of my family and friends, and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years, so help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done.
1: Thank you. So very, very sad news about Alex Trebek. I liked how he put that little. I co- to open up, He's gay. That comedic spin. Okay, man. That's <laughs> like, what? Uh, completely not weighted the same. Just want to clarify that. But um, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was, uh, it was very, very unfortunate to hear that news. Um, I've had a couple of, we, we know of a family friend that passed away from pancreatic cancer. It was able to battle, for it, battle it for about three or four years and then ultimately got him. Uh, stage four, I believe there's only five stages of cancer and he's at stage four, so that's not good. But um, I do like the positive outlook that he has on it. But it's unfortunate, man, because I was sitting there when I saw it pop up on the Twitter feed. And uh, I watched the video. The first thought was just, dim, like, you, you can't die. Like, who else is going to host Jeopardy? And I know that was kind of like a lighter spin on it, but it's just like Alex Trebek, to me, is Jeopardy. And, like, he's just this very calm, intelligent voice that's here to enlighten you with, with fun facts. I mean, obviously, there's a huge production that goes into Jeopardy, but it was just kind of really sad news to see that. Very sad. See that pop up on, uh, on the feed. So I want to see if we can find just one more update to talk about bit to kind of cheer this up because that wasn't very- <laughs> you could re- you're,
3: yep. Aren't you trying to give them before
1: that to cheer something you bring up that one? I know. My bad. It's just awful. How about- I got a pump to get to, dog. What is it? It oh, was shoulder day for you. All right. Oh, yeah. Kylie Jenner being the first billionaire, and they claim that she's self-made. That's so stupid. Now, she ain't self-made. She's no more self-made than our president. I mean good honor for getting getting all that money and, and good pushing, cosmetic line bit pushing her product, but I'm sure it had nothing to do with the fact that your sister was on tape. <laughs> Having sex. Yeah. Doing bone doing a dirty <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so that's our show. Very quick show today. Uh Flan, do you have anything for the people to know other than the fact that you need to go mm-hmm. work out? No. Oh, my quick announcement. Got a full-time job at the radio station. Not 100% yeah, yeah. official yet, but I'm saying it anyway because shout-out to the cohort. Nice. Uh, full-time in the newsroom, baby. Nice. Yep, I'll take it. I'll take Let's it. Go. One One step closer to the future that I want to attain. Okay, uh, and I don't feel as, as small now because you had gotten your full-time job, like, what, a month ago? And then I was just like, damn it. Two I'd
3: months ago. But I got an offer three months ago.
1: Okay, well... Sick brag <laughs> All I'm saying is that I've been thinking to myself Back in my head I can't let my co-host Be better than me I need to get on that level So You
3: also need some health care
1: I did It's coming out of prime time We'll be off the parents Health care here in, in like two months So it was just perfect timing And working out So yeah that's gonna be tough But I'm ready for it I'm ready for the challenge Anyway uh, So yeah Flan wants to go work out Very very badly And so we'll leave you with this uh, For the haters and losers Of which there are many Go fuck yourself Until next time Deuces
4: Oh, 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 oh. yeah 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 yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah I smoke two joints in the morning I smoke two joints at night I left you alone for the healing since I never gave you life I walked and built good feeling, I got diamonds in my eyes But let's be real, Godzilla in my trunk can't afford my prize Can you feel the earth? Oh, 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 oh Can you feel the earth? Oh, 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 oh. What you saying Godzilla in the trunk eh? Got my men's in the villa with skunk eh? I can't trust not a soul I'm alone eh? Everybody done died her back home eh? I've been tryna reach you for the longest, let's smoke clear But you know my tree be the strongest, my branches Got banks, I'ma be here the longest, I dare you Lil' bitch cannot be on no boss shit. Young nigga shit, I'ma get ridiculed for dumb shit Don't rain in California, but my nigga's ready to dump shit I don't like no fake, big, but you backin' like school lunches I eat beach, you eat ass nigga, like num num, not scrumptious Don't like no fake, niggas wanna collab for the clout But I know you niggas already know what I'm about But I've been bossin' since a jitty and we litty at the house Niggas claim it away, but use waste for they rouse, nigga feel Oh, 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 oh. Can you feel the earth?